Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, well, it's the first Friday of the month. You know what that means. Yep, Dr. Alessandro Duke is stopping by today. And the two of them will be sharing how perfect almost became the enemy of good enough during the Soul Digger launch and what it feels like to take action from a place of soul alignment versus frantic human pushing and striving and how to recognize when you are being guided. A lot to think about. But that's right, because I'd like to welcome you now, Sonny Joy McMillan and Dr. Alessandra Duke to explain it all. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I am one of your hosts on First Friday, Sunny Joy McMillan, joined by Dr. Alessandra Duke. And um, this is kind of a special intro um, because this is our first morning simulcasting between Seattle and Petaluma. Woo woo! Oh, yay! I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Yes. So if you happen to be in the Petaluma area listening at 103.3 FM, you will probably not know who we are at this point. Um, But um, Sunny in Seattle has been a show that's been ongoing in Seattle, uh, Washington for about four and a half years. And I, Sunny, recently moved to Petaluma and um, had the wonderful opportunity to partner with um, the community access station here, KPCA at 103.3 FM, um, to do a simulcast. And so this is our first day of a grand experiment um, of seeing how this is going to go down (laughs) between the two cities. (laughs) So, and we may even, um, we're exploring changing, uh, potentially, we're going to see how this goes. Uh, You know, if it's sunny in Seattle, that doesn't make a lot of sense, um, if it's going to be in California and Washington. So, you know, we're just going to see how it goes. If you have uh, ideas, if we were to rebrand the show, then send them our way. But we're we're going to remain sunny in Seattle, at least for the time being, until we figure out something different and better, um, if we need to do that. Um, So we're here every Friday uh, from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KKNW in Seattle and 103.3 KPCA in Petaluma, bringing you amazing guests and resources that will help you create a life filled with joy, peace, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. Um, And the other thing that I will say is um, because KPCA is community access, non-commercial, there are some, you know, we've always got the FCC federal regulations and rules that we need to follow and be aware of, but there's a little added layer of uh, rulemaking here based on it being a non-commercial station. So I'm going to be really careful this morning until we figure out exactly what we're allowed to say. So you may not hear some of the same things um, that you usually hear until we get clarification <laughs> so we don't get into trouble ourselves and get into trouble, uh, get KPCA into trouble because we're just doing a community access thing here and we don't need any fines. <laughs> so. That sounds pretty exciting. I bet people are like, ooh. What yeah, would what? she be sharing? I don't. Well, okay. So the yes, there are certain you know we can't really be selling anything. Not that we're usually selling anything, but I I don't want to even give out like our web addresses at this point. Just so if you want to find Alessandra Duke or Sunny Joy McMillan, you can access the Googles and find us that way. Um, so, and then you can access if you want to hear show archives. Um, you are always welcome to find those at 1150kknw.com, um, and there are other ways ways you can find that, but we'll uh, talk about those later, I guess, to make sure we can mention those as well. Okay, so all of that, um, like, what is that, like, what do they call it, vague booking, <laughs> whenever you're on Facebook and you're not saying exactly Ooh, what it is. Oh, yes, yeah, vague booking, like, I love it. We're like, 
vague broadcast, vague casting or something. Vague casting. Anyway, uh-huh. it's not intentional. I just want to be careful today. So I thank you, you Alessandra. Up a new term. <laughs> I guess Yay. so. Vague casting. Vague casting. Yes. That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> Okay. Um, Okay. So anything else? Winnie, I'm just going to check in with you and Alessandra since um, this is a new thing. How are things sounding on your end? You guys sound fantastic as always. So I'm I'm just going to sit back and chill. Well, we can thank Benny, uh, who is the producer extraordinaire in Seattle, and Jeff, who is here with the KPCA engineering team, um, who have made this all possible. So thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, um, as usual, um, oh, and for those who are new to the show, if you are listening here in Petaluma, usually I interview different, different guests every week in the field of mind, body, spirit, wellness, uh, the intersection of science and spirituality. And I'm kind of fascinated with all those things, neuroscience and metaphysics and quantum science, all the things. Um, so, but we do, we have a special show, um, usually on the first Friday of the month with Dr. Alessandra Duke. She is one of my dearest friends, a psychologist in the well, well, Alessandra, why don't you say more about you instead of me telling them you're here? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like thinking, oh, I wonder what sh- what labels she would use. I want to hear in my intro. Yeah. So, yes, I'm, Sunny is one of my dear friends, and um, I am a, um, a psychologist and coach and work with uh, primarily women leaders, entrepreneurs, change makers, people who are just carving a different path in their lives. And I think that Sunny and I have had a really nice overlap, both curious about how um, spirituality informs our work and our everyday. So it's just been a nice fit. It has. We did a trial show uh, many moons ago, and I was like, darn, I like broadcasting with you so much. Let's make this a regular thing. (laughs) (laughs) Here we are. So usually on First Fridays, we talk about um, we try to get, well, one of the, um, I am, I am a recovering attorney and a practicing coach, if you're new to my work. Um, and, uh, one of the things that's been important in my coaching tradition, uh, which comes from Dr. Martha Beck, um, is that one of our guiding principles is being transparent, authentic, and open or TAO, uh, T-A-O. And so, um, we like to keep it pretty real on first Friday of the month and talk about what's going on in our lives, what's going on in our businesses, in hopes that for those of you out there who are on the path with us, that it will provide you some encouragement. We like to share the resources and the tools that are really inspiring us and healing us. And um, hopefully those will help you as well. Um, so that's usually how First Fridays go. And this is actually because we are doing this for the first time, um, simulcasting, there may be some bugs and glitches and all of the things. And so we want to take the ride with you, basically. Um, and uh, so we welcome your feedback and your comments and your encouragement. And um, we'll see how it goes. So welcome to First Friday on KKNW and KPCA. <laughs> Yay. Yay. So glad to be here with you. Me too. Um, so let's do our, let, okay, Benny, we didn't really do a proper check-in really with you. So we need updates on your life. Oh, and for those who are new to the show, Benny is the producer extraordinaire uh, engineer on the board. He's got about eight computers going at any different time. He is on-air talent. He does everything. I might yeah, as well I mean, include yours in front of you too, I guess. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. There you go. And Doctor yes, Alessandros. So I mean, yeah, like what my one laptop hey, is like part of really the, competes part of the with your whole board. Part of the yeah. group. Part of the group. <laughs> well, so that brings our total up to what? 11, 11 laptops going <laughs> at any given time. Yeah. yeah. Double digits. <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, Benny, um, what is going on in your life? How are the boys? All of the things. They're doing great. Soccer's well underway for Ethan. Uh, Eli hasn't picked up any sport. He just likes to play Lego still. Um, (laughs) uh, Seahawks pulled off an amazing win yesterday, 30-29 to against L.A. Um, Yes. You've got to be careful around here, Benny. Ah, Well, they're going to have to just get used to us. You know, uh, they've they've shown their power these last two years, so (laughs) they're going to feel the wrath now coming back to them, so. Um, yeah, it is pretty funny to be yeah. here and be a Hawks fan amidst all of the Bay Area folks <laughs> with the Niners. Oh, right. <laughs> Anywho. Okay, but I we did watch the game last night. Mm-hmm. It was fabulous. Yeah, it was go, really Russell good. Wilson. Go, yeah, PD. Right. <laughs> yes. Y'all did amazing. And like I said, today I'm just kind of kicking it back, just, you know, taking it easy. Listen to you two lovely ladies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. we, Alessandra, do you have any deep probing questions Ooh. for Vinny? <laughs> we need some music for this, I think. Just yes. like. Yes. The Ask, Beg- the Ask Benny music. segment. Yeah, like Ask the Ask Benny. Benny. Oh, yay. Yeah. Well, I do feel like, I mean, we always ask you about your love life, but you are pretty vague about that as well. But that's you know, all right, she, because now I'm extended into another passing. city. But see, I'm extended into another city. Oh. Yes. But so now you there's be... traveling involved. <laughs> yes. I love it. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> let's see. Benny, hmm. what is, like, your favorite thing about um this time of the year Ooh, oh i like that yeah that's a good question i'm a huge fan of the crispness in the air coming back it's just you know it's clean it's fresh it's like maybe a possibility for like new beginnings yes um getting you know ramped up because i'm i am a kind of a winter guy too only because i'm born and raised in alaska so i kind of miss that so this is kind of like a memory you know, kind of yeah. like it comes back in a, in a, and you know, I, I'm a big Halloween fan. Sonny, you know this. Oh yeah, I've won Vinny the, wins. Yeah. There's a huge contest. So this KK and W in Seattle is <clears throat> is part of a whole family of stations mm-hmm. own uh, the big umbrellas Hubbard Radio, and it's a it's a huge organization or a huge corporation. So they go all out on the floor of the the Hubbard radio on this. I mean, it's a huge floor of this huge complex. And so everyone, everyone dresses up. I mean, how many people are on that floor, Benny, that are all dressed uh, up? Well, on half the floor, it's about 150, 170, I think, yeah. employees now. I mean, we're getting yeah. a little bit bigger. But, you know, remember, we're all radio folks, so we don't get the, yeah. the TV side of things. So when we get a Halloween in front of us, we're like, now's our time to shine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and Benny wins the contest. Uh, multiple years you won it, right, I've Benny? I won it three oh, times. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the first time was back in 2008, I believe. And then I had a dry spell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I have currently, I'm uh, the back-to-back winner. I won two years ago and I won last year. And now I'm on a three-peat. So I'm I'm up against wow. the wall. Yeah, it's kind of, I haven't thought. Do you of know what yet. you're going to go as no, this year? No, no, I haven't thought Uh-oh. of anything. But remember, you know me. I'm yeah. really good under pressure. You are. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask you: Is it like planned out well in advance, or do you? Is it kind of like, yeah, you're up, you're up to the last minute figuring it out. So yeah, but I, I'm a kind of a builder. I do a lot with my hands. So if I'm coming up with an idea, I've got to really kind of crack down and start now. Because sometimes uh, some of these projects uh, or Halloween outfits take some time. Uh, I have already pitched some few ideas. I don't think I'm going to do it, but this is, you want to hear one of them that's possible? Yes. Yeah. You know those little claw machines in the store that you put the quarter in and it's like, you know, it goes. So I was going to build one of those with me in it. What? 
What? Right? Yes. And then have all these stuffed animals around my head. And so, like, the claw would come down and grab me, and then I would, on top of the machine, saying, win me. Yes. Uh, does, is that still in the I running, or are you it. saying you're not using it? It's a it? possibility, but, um, I mean, I could easily build it. It's not a big deal. But the thing is, is it didn't grab my attention all the way. Usually it's more like if mm-hmm. I have an idea, I'm like, that's it. I got to, you know, go for it. So we'll see. Yeah. Patience, uh, well, see, patience, girls. Just that very costume gives listeners an indication of how <laughs> extreme this contest is on yeah. this floor. Like I yes. had one, you know how, you know, it'll every seven years or so it'll it rotates through the days. Mm-hmm. And so one of the days that I, of course, I broadcast on Fridays, I Halloween happened. This was several <clears> years <throat> ago. And I happened to be in the studio on Halloween day when they do all this. And I like wore like a witch's hat with a little cape thinking I'd be like fit in great. I'm like, no, people go all out. I had the wimpiest, silliest costume compared to remember what year that was. It's like a non-costume. Do you remember what what I wore? Well, okay. So what is, what is, what day does Halloween fall on this year? Thursday. Thursday. Oh gosh, Benny, it's been, it's been. Well, let's go through my timeline of me. I was Larry, uh, Dr. I was Larry Culpepper, the Dr. Pepper guy from last year. He did all the college bowl series. And so I dressed up like him. (laughs) The year before that, yep. I was uh, cousin Eddie from uh, National Lampoons. Uh, yeah, and I, I think I crushed That's it. That's amazing. The year before yes. that, I got one of those T Rex, the blow up T Rex dolls. <laughs> like before it got big, I bought it. And everyone's like, yeah. "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm running around." And then next thing you know, on, on YouTube, you see everyone like being. Be- all yeah, Benny crazy. started the T Rex. I feel I like mean. I did. I mean, I feel like I did. <laughs> T-Rex races and T-Rex dances. And... Yep. <laughs> 2015, I was the Skittle Pox kid. Oh, God, yeah. So I glued Skittles all <laughs> over my face and my body, and, you know, and my shirt said, you want to taste the rainbow? <laughs> okay. And then the year before that, we'll just go to 2014, I think that's where, or 2013. Oh, I was the money uh, the money guy, like, um, what was it, Geico, one of the insurance companies, the guy riding around on the motorcycle yes. with money flying off of him. So yes. I, I got a Tyvek suit, which is like for painters, and it's a full body suit. And I glued dollar bills from head to toe. Oh like I individually goodness. glued all these pieces of paper. And, it, and that, that one took me like. you and took your money? Yeah. No, I didn't want anybody to grab them because it took me too long. I'm yeah. like, you don't touch that. If they fall off, yeah, you can okay. grab it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that one took me about two weeks. Because <laughs> that's a lot of hot glue. Yes, it that is. That is. And that's burn a, fingers. Those are some amazing yeah. costumes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, here's no. the thing I like about it, too, is, like, even if, you know, people listening are like, okay, why are they talking about Halloween costumes? Yeah. I'm like, I think that these things are so wonderful because as adults, we, we've we got to, like, generate the joy in our life, right? Like, yeah. and add some fun things. We don't have, you know, like, in school as kids, we've got, like, adults kind of put on these parties or, you know, put on little holiday things for us. But I think as adults, you've got to create that fun yourself. So I, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Benny, we can't wait to hear what you end up choosing and um, how the competition goes this. We've got, I guess we'll have to check in. That'll be perfect timing because it'll be right after Halloween for first Friday in November. I'd love to share. I will say this, though. You know, once I do decide, it will be in secrets. Okay. Secrecy until, you know, the Thursday, so. We understand these things, and we we will abide by your policy around that. Oh, and my first win was Jack from Jack in the Box. I built my own. Oh head. yeah. Oh fun. I did. I used Are a you yoga ball. Tell us, Benny, and then we'll keep it a secret forever. No. Oh. He's not even gonna tell us. Nope. He's gonna tell us. He uh-uh. won't tell us. No. Nope, nope, no, we'll nope. find out on first Friday. It'll be a big reveal. Yeah. Benny's boom. Halloween costume <laughs> and whether or not he won. Yep. Yeah. 
Dang it. I want to be in the know. I want to like, like uh. yeah. yeah. I like knowing the secrets. Oh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll allow Benny this secret and then we'll, we'll, we'll find out in November. <laughs> so we'll, we'll remain on pins and needles until then. Um, okay. So Alessandra, what, so we've been, we went back and forth, um, on some ideas and it's funny because yes. I feel and like I'm we're so excited to hear your updates, honestly. Well, and I'm very excited to hear yours because as listeners know, since Alessandra and I no longer live in the same city, we used to get together the night before these first Friday shows and have dinner. And then, but it actually is ended up, I think I've, I've heard a few of our regular listeners have said, I actually like it. It feels more authentic now that these things are just kind of coming out for the first time. Like the updates, we're including the listeners in our, oh, in our great. conversation around what it is that we want to talk about. Yeah. Um, so we both have had some things going on around our business uh, that I think, um, and the reason that I want to share them is because I know that we've got listeners out there who are out there on the entrepreneurial journey or have ideas mm. that they want to get out into the world. And one of the things that helped me the most when I was starting my coaching practice or considering writing the book and then finishing the book and all the things, you know, the, even the, the radio show, I looked to people on the path with me to see for encouragement and how did it go and did it have to be perfect and all of the things. So we hope that by sharing what's going on with us, that it encourages you out there to put your dreams into action and know that <laughs> we don't wait until we're perfect to do it. That's the yes. biggest thing I wrote on my outline today was I had this mentor several years ago who said, um, I took a course from her um, and she said, uh, okay, get out a sheet of paper. This was our first class together. And I like get out my sheet of paper and I'm already to take all the notes and everything. And she said, I want you to write in huge capital letters, the word ready. And I'm like, okay, write ready. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, now cross it out. I was like, what? <laughs> so she actually had us do this exercise and keep this piece of paper. And she said, this is your instruction manual. Be ready and then cross it out because you're never going to be ready. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so true. And I think that that's something that I've enjoyed about you from the very beginning is your willingness um, to be transparent and honest about that. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not totally ready, but I'm going to try or, you know, this thing, I tried this thing and it didn't work out. And I think for some people on the on that journey of entrepreneurship, they feel like they've got to be ready. It's got to look perfect. It's uh -huh. got to, you know, all of these things. And then if it's not, that somehow they're not good enough. And I've just always enjoyed about, you know, cause I'm all about transparency, authenticity, showing women that like you could try all these things. It doesn't have to be perfect. And I love that. I love that you, we've got that in common. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the thing, some of the people I, I will notice, I have noticed, and I'm, I've done this myself um, because it's a lot safer this way. You know, you you put something out there into the world, and um, you it's kind of like real time market testing. Do people want it? And you kind of you learn a lot by putting it out there and reshaping it to see what people actually want. And I noticed that some people share the stories, you know, after the fact, because honestly, when you put something out there, as one of my mentors used to say, no one is looking at your salad dressing. Like even if something is a big old <laughs> flop, nobody really knows until you come back later and say, oh, by the way, that didn't work so well. Um, and you kind of go through what actually happened. Like I had a mentor not too long ago who did a launch that at the front end, the launch like landed with a big old thud. Um, and, you know, putting something, a program out there and, uh, 
and later she came back and taught a webinar about it um, at Su- Susan Hyatt. I, I adore her. Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, how I pulled this launch out of the toilet and was very um, <laughs> transparent about what happened. But at the time, you would never have known that yeah. that, it, that it didn't go well right out of the box. And she talked about all the things that she did to help it get out there. All that to say, the things we're going to be talking about today, these are real-time things. Like, I, as I'm putting these things out there, it, the, the things that are really close to my heart. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with them. And I'm telling that to everyone out there because we'll just see. I'm, I Again, I, I'm on this ride with the rest of you all. Yes. And in that sense... Um, you know, I don't know how the dots are going to connect. That's the lovely Steve Jobs quote that we've shared on here many times that you cannot connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backward. And mm-hmm. I see a lot of dots out in front of me. I have no idea which ones are going to connect and how, or whether I'm going to be on a completely different playing board entirely with different dots. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, all that to say that um, yeah, we, we hope that this helps you. Um, and yeah, so I, where do we want to begin, Alessandra? Cause I know I've got some questions for you yeah. um, around all this and well, I've got some, I wonder just because you're talking about your own dots, like you're not sure about how they're going to connect. Do you want to give listeners some idea for what's behind the scenes for that? Like what dots you're, you're kind of seeing before you and you had said, um, I loved in the text that you said um, how perfect was the enemy of good. So I guess just hmm. curious about your process and like the thing, you know, some of the things that you're referring to now that you kind of are seeing before you or or trying yeah. to connect the dots around. And then we can yeah. talk about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So I will say um, the I'm, I think most of our listening audience is from KK and W. Um, but I, for those who aren't familiar with my work. Um, um, I did a show last week about Soul Digger, which is um, it's a passion project of mine. And um, we, we we did a I well, I need to be careful again so that I'm not I want to make sure that I'm complying with community access rules. So I promise I'm not trying to be vague here. I'm just making sure that I don't misstep in how um, I present this. Um, so. In 2012, um, when I left my old life behind, uh, you know, they left the marriage and left Texas and left practice of law for good and all of the things, um, I had an idea for something that felt very meaningful me, meaningful to me called Soul Digger. And I wanted it to, to be like, a, um, I knew that I wanted to live a soul-driven life, not necessarily one driven by the small human self, which is what my life had been driven by for so many years. So this was back in 2012. That's seven years ago. And I promise I will land this plane. There's a point <laughs> in me bringing this up. Um, but I just want to give this some background for people who don't You're doing so know. good. Hey, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so um, fast forward and um, I ended up, um, the domain name Soul Digger came up for a sale, which I've been watching it for several years. Someone had been holding it. I didn't really know who. And um, and all of a sudden I got this really, I mean, I say random, but it didn't feel random. Notice that they were willing to sell. And um, and so I pursued that when I really had no business buying a domain name at auction. This basically. is amazing. I did not know this part of the <laughs> oh, story. Actually. You didn't? Oh, okay. I feel like I'm being, I forget who I tell what to. And I feel like, oh my gosh, listeners are going to be so sick of hearing the same darn stories over and over. Not this part of it. I did not know you got it through an auction and had been watching it for that long. I've been watching it. Okay. And so let me just also say that every piece of advice I've received from most of the mentors is, 
okay, see if an idea has legs before you go spend any money on it. Because if you build a big old website and you go out and you brand and you do all, get business cards matching this and all, and then you go out and nobody's interested, you've just sunk potentially thousands of dollars into something that is not going to have any return on investment. So see if something has legs before you dump any money into it. Yeah. I did everything completely backwards because I felt called to do it. And there was no other way for me. I just couldn't not do it. <laughs> and this is be if out there listening. Okay. So wait, sorry. I get, I have a little bit of ADD. Um, I no longer take medication for it. So sometimes things get a little scattered. But, okay. Uh, Alessandra, I trust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will. I trust that that Alessandra is very good at redirecting and bringing things together. But this is part of the whole. I'm doing this in real time, folks, because if this lands with a big old thud, you will know what all I have put into this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I felt called. So when it came up for auction, or it wasn't, I it came up for sale, and it was like a going back and forth, like a bidding type situation. And I had no business financially at the time doing this, but I felt I had like I remember I had this bill in my hand that was like this really needs to get paid, and I had an amount of cash that I was willing to spend, and I was like, well, I guess this bill is going to go unpaid because I really <laughs> want this domain name. Anyway, like this is happening because it's like happening. you felt yes. like you felt a calling to this name. It was important. I did. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then of course I went back where I filed a trademark registration or an application for it, which is we're, we're in the final stages of that. So it's, it's been ongoing. I mean, I, that was something that went against business advice. Anyway, this has been a project that's really near to dear to my heart for a long time, but it took, look how long it's been seven years. I quietly used it with one-on-one -on -one client clients in 2018. So I guess that's when I officially start, first started using it in commerce. But um, uh, I publicly started talking about it because it feels it's like not that I am in any way comparing myself to the um, tremendous talent of Tolkien and, and the Lord of the Rings series trilogy or whatever. <laughs> um, sorry, not whatever that his body of work. But I remember hearing um, that he had said when he finally mailed that manuscript off for the first time, it was like putting his heart into the container and hoping that someone saw in it what what was so meaningful to him. And I think clearly, obviously, people saw <laughs> how meaningful it was to such a vast swath of, of uh, our population. But for him, it was like putting his heart out there. And that's how I feel with this on a much smaller level. Um, and I remember hearing Elizabeth Gilbert talk about in her book, um, Big Magic, that that ideas will come to us. And we've talked about this on the show before, Alessandra, but I'll just say it again. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I believe it, but actually it feels fearful to me. So I don't want to put a lot of energy into it, but that if you have an idea that the collective unconscious or the universe or the muses or the source or your higher self or soul wants to bring through whatever you want to call it, that if you don't bring it through, it may move on and start knocking on another door. And Elizabeth Gilbert talks about a very particular example of this in her book, Big Magic, of this very specific idea for a novel that she had notes and notes and notes of research on, but um, some certain things in her life happened where she wasn't putting the pen to paper on it and had kind of put it in a closet. And years, a few years later, she was talking to, I think it was Ann Patchett, who um, said, oh, I've got this, I'm working on this novel. They were talking about their projects and said, I'm working on this novel. 
And it was exactly what Elizabeth Gilbert had put away in a closet. Like the Mm -hmm. idea, they they felt like this was living proof that the idea had moved on to the next conduit because it needed to come through. And if you don't answer the call, someone else will. And I I don't, it feels very fear-based to me, which is why I'm cautious about saying it. But I will say, I started feeling really an urgency around Soul Digger that I haven't felt for the last three, four, five years in the last couple of years. And I didn't want it to move on to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even had someone approach me to try to buy the domain name um, for a much higher price than what I paid for it. And I thought, okay, maybe there's some juice here. Like I, I need to get out there and I need to put this forth into the world. And so I did, but again, I didn't want to, I've already sunk some money into it that every mentor had said, you're an idiot. Don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, anyway, they didn't say I'm an idiot, but they basically said, you're doing it backwards. Um, and so I thought I need to get this out in the world and perfect can often be the enemy of good enough. And so mm-hmm. I just threw together a little website for it. Um, I, um, uh, not the soul digger I'm, I'm going to save and pay, you know, hopefully outfit that site much fancier than what I can do on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyway, I just, I threw together a little website and I put it out there, um, for a couple weeks and, um, and there were huge glitches. Like as I announced on the show last week, there was an issue between my email server and the payment thing where if unless someone checked a very particular box I had no idea who they were they just paid me money and then they never hear from me oh yeah I mean that could have stopped me I actually had a pause moment where I'm like this could be disastrous like can you imagine how many angry people pay the money and then they never get any confirmation or email from me yes yeah so but I said you know what I trust that this is going to work out everything works out for um, everything works out for me. Everything is always working out for me. I just kept saying that over and over and I went ahead and put it out there. And, uh, and, and then I, you know, even Alessandra, you and I, I asked you for some feedback and you gave me such wonderful feedback, but I was so, I was having 12 and 14 hour days trying to manage a lot of other things that were going on with this mm-hmm. particular thing and some other things. And I never even got to incorporate them. And I know it's not the prettiest site that's ever existed. It doesn't have the perfect language on it. I have no idea, uh, you know, how many people would resonate with it, but I did it anyway. It's out there. Uh-huh. It's out and there. Yes. And we had our first class Wednesday of this week. It was magical. I am so, I, as I put in a Facebook post, I have not been more excited about anything in as long as I can remember, like Mm -hmm. seriously. And it feels good. So for those of you out there, use this as your lesson. It wasn't perfect. It probably wasn't even good enough, but I put it out there anyway. (laughs) And I don't know what's going to happen with it. And I'm telling you that on air. And so, um, and, and Benny is now giving us our cue for a break. So before I go farther on that soapbox, um, we are going to take our break. Um, so you are listening to Sunny in Seattle. It is first Friday, which means it's me, Sunny Joy, joined by Dr. Alessandra Duke with Benny on the board. And we will be back in just a few. Preceding audio was via a Skype call. I'm Dr. Anthony Leisowitz, and this is Climate Connections. When Alice in Paradise started working at a research lab in high school, she was dismayed to find that there was nowhere to recycle disposable lab equipment. In college and grad school, she found the same thing. I finally just said, you know what, something has to be done about this, and I'm going to just do it. So Paradise started a nonprofit called My Green Lab. It works with labs at universities and biotech companies to help them reduce not only waste, but their water and energy use, which is typically very high. 
Labs often consume more than three times as much energy per square foot as office buildings. She says some labs can save energy by replacing old equipment. For example, older models of ultra-cold lab freezers often use as much electricity as an entire house. But now there are more energy-efficient models available. Paradise says people also must change their habits. Equipment is left on 24-7, even though it doesn't have to be. I never questioned it when I worked in the lab. Most people we talk to never think about that. And that's just a habit we have to break. She says her goal is to help labs grow a culture of sustainability so that cutting-edge science does not come at the expense of the planet. Climate Connections is produced by the Yale Center for Environmental Communication. Learn more at YaleClimateConnections.org. Sunny in Seattle, radio that positively shines. What do Mick Jagger, Barbara Walters, and Star Jones all have in common? They've all suffered from something called heart valve disease. Heart valve disease affects 11 million Americans, and if left untreated, can lead to death. Unfortunately, less than one in four Americans have much knowledge of this disease that kills more than 25,000 people every year. The good news is that if heart valve disease is treated, patients can recover and live long, happy, and productive lives. But in order to treat heart valve disease, you need to know if you have it. If you or your loved ones are over the age of 65, have been treated with radiation to the chest, have been diagnosed with a heart murmur, or have a history of heart disease, it's time to listen to your heart. Ask your doctor today about screening for heart valve disease. A message sponsored by Heart Valve Voice U.S. For more information about the symptoms and treatment for valve disease, go to heartvalvevoice-us.org. And welcome back to Sunny in Seattle. And I totally forgot to read a disclaimer at the beginning of the show. We're going to figure out how to incorporate this more seamlessly, but because we don't have it canned like we do at KKNW in Seattle, I am going to read this here, that the views expressed here are not necessarily the views of Petaluma Community Access, KPCA Radio, or its board of directors, volunteers, staff, or underwriters. So um, I apologize for not getting that out there earlier in the show. Um, So coming back from the show, I am Sunny Joy, joined today by Dr. Alessandra Duke. Yes, for First Friday on Sunny in Seattle. So, okay, I just gave my little, little, what's been going on with me and what we were talking about, Alessandra. So let's check in. Let me say uh, that I said on the break that, you know, Sunny said, like, I don't even know if it's good enough. And (laughs) I'm like, let's correct this here. The work that you're doing is really amazing and really transformative to people. And like, it is good enough. You got something out there. And that is the whole point that I want people to hear is like, we can do like (laughs) Brooke Castillo says, B minus work. Yes. And just get it out there. And the imperfect work out there is better than that, like chasing perfection and not getting stuff out there at all, you know? And I think it's, I think it's so important. And it's something I spend a lot of time talking with my clients about is like, it just needs, it doesn't need to get, be perfect. Just get it out there. Yeah, I really, and I have to, I know we've, we've, uh, I've said this before on the show, but I will say it again, that when I learned, I I loved the way that Brooke talks about, Brooke Castillo talks about uh, perfectionism. And she was like, it's based in fear. And I was like, what? Because I all along thought that I was just this super professional, you know, 
go for the A plus. What's wrong with that? That's how everybody should be doing it. I'm like, oh no, she's exactly right. I am afraid and I want to control how people perceive me. And perfectionism is a way of trying to control how people perceive you. And I thought, oh, yep, I can find where that's true in my life. Okay, so let's just put it out there and let the chips fall where they may. And not everybody's going to like me. And that is okay. And then people may find typos. They might find Mm -hmm. that it is not... They may not even find that it's B minus. That's why I think why I was talking about good enough. <laughs> yeah. Like it might have even been a C. That's okay. Yeah, it's C still plus. out there. It's still yeah, out there. It's still out there. And and I just think that that's so important. And that's you know something that I think has freed me up. And so you know around the different kind of work that I want to put out there too is like just getting out of my own way in that way. I mean, you and I both have these academic backgrounds, plus I think personalities that kind of lean toward that perfectionist side. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I have a training, um, you know, with a doctorate in psychology where it is, you know, we were looking for every single, you know, in every single sentence being perfect, you know, before sending to publication and, you know, revising and revising and re-revising all of these papers. And, um, and so I still have that, that eye about me whenever I'm looking at something and I really have to work to put that aside, you know, think like, that's not what you're doing right now. You are not trying to submit to an academic journal. Yeah. You, in fact, the like way of writing for that kind of audience is way different than even how I write naturally, but different than the audience that I'm wanting to connect with. And I'm, you know, I'm wanting women to see, you know, and to be an example of like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just get it out there. So it's like, yep. I've been telling myself that at every step of my work. Yeah. You and me both, man. Mm. Yeah. And so I loved um, some of the things that you were talking about in your text, because I think there is some overlap in what we're both doing right now. And I also was really, I want to make sure we have one of the questions that I have for you. I want to make sure we have a little bit of time because I know there were several things on the agenda, um, but you were talking about being guided by the, 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 the higher self, the soul, the inner being versus the, you know, the small human self, the egoic yes. self, the, yeah. yeah. So I want to make sure, cause I, I was curious for you, I'll just put the question out there and then we can come back to it. Cause I, um, um, I think it may be helpful for folks like how you have recognized soul guidance. And I will, I know for mm-hmm. those who don't believe you have a soul, I apologize. <laughs> you can use yeah. whatever intelligence, <laughs> intelligence that heals your cuts without you having to do anything. That's what I always say for folks who are like, oh, I don't know about this whole soul thing. Like there is some innate intelligence in there that knows that is kind of managing things. So anyway, I want to talk about how we each recognize soul guidance. But other than that, like where Alessandra bring us up to speed. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that, you know, just to say quickly, like, even if people listening are like, oh, I don't believe in a soul. I think what I was, you know, what I was experiencing, and you can call this whatever you would like, but when I I was working to create this, you know, program that would have been a six month program. And, you know, as I started telling people about it and talking about it, I was really proud of all of the content that it was going to like include, but there were some details around the, um, time frame that I had created myself because mm-hmm. I thought like I want a beginning and an end and I don't want to feel like this is just an ongoing forever thing that I'm forever offering with no end in sight because I don't do well with that. <laughs> <laughs> I need like an end point. Um, you know, kind of like I 
really like I'll go for a hike or something. And if I'm just hiking uphill and uphill and uphill, and it seems like there's no end, I will just start crying. Like I'm like, (laughs) it's not ending. I don't know what to do. And so um, I'm not a typical Pacific Northwesterner that just loves to hike. I just cry uh, on the trail. Um, But I think that, um, you know, I had started talking about this program and I felt this, um, this tightening around it and kind of like this stress feeling and almost like I was just like, kind of like pushing a boulder uphill. And I started thinking like, why are you getting so stressed out about your own program? Like no one is telling you, you have to even do this at all. Like you could scrap it. I think this is permission I have to give myself all of the time and remind myself um, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, like you can scrap this at any time and literally no one will care, you know, like you can do it. And maybe like a couple people who are going to join the program, maybe they'll be disappointed, but you know, maybe you'd work some things different out, but I was getting so kind of, I felt tightly wound about it. And Um, and just under this pressure cooker of time and, you know, I'm doing this for the six months, I've got to sell them on this thing. And I thought actually, you know, something I started reading actually, um, Barbara Stanny Hewson's book on, um, what's it called? Sunny, you were reading Sacred success. Sacred Sacred success. success. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. In her even first chapter, it really like, I started reading that because I thought something's going on and I think it's at the ego level or so I just felt this like call to like, I need to connect with something that's not just in this, like doing, 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 you know, like, um, and so I started reading her book cause I thought like, there's some ways that I want to grow in my finances. There's some ways I want to grow in my life. And anyway, I, I felt called, I think maybe cause you had mentioned it a few times. And so I ordered the book, started reading it and, you know, um, read her talking about surrender and, you know, getting still and heeding the call for greatness and that you, that you might be in this moment, um, where you are being called into your own greatness and to notice these parts that feel, you know, tight and difficult and all of this, and this, this like almost like a greater call to just slow down and, that is what I felt. So I was like creating and generating this program and like, okay, I have all of these great ideas. I'm so proud. Everybody look, 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 I got the page out there. And then all of a sudden I felt this massive wave of like, ugh, something feels off and I just need to slow down. I'm so glad you're bringing this up because this was one of the notes that I had specifically around timing. So yeah, I'm so glad you're bringing that up. Yeah. I, yeah. So I just, um, yeah, I just felt like something's got to shift here. And so really it was in that slowing down. Like I took a few days where I didn't work on forward moving things at all. You know, I just felt like there's a couple of things in my personal life that I want to tend to. And there's like, I want to decide how I want to show up even in this program. And I think for entrepreneurs out there, you understand that like, you can get really wrapped around the axle around like a program needing to go a certain way mm-hmm. or, a, you know, a, a new offering that you're creating. Cause it's like, you're creating your own livelihood and it's really important, you know? Um, and so, um, but I just felt like everything's just got to kind of pause. And it was in those quieter moments that it felt so clear to me that like, I actually didn't want that 
um, restrictive time of like this only as a six month thing that actually felt restrictive instead of freeing for me, which I thought, and that I had wanted to, um, for some time to create an offering that people who were new to me or who wanted to work with me, but in a different way that they could join and sign up for this, this, for working with me at any time on kind of a rolling basis, because I've got new clients where, you know, I don't, I've got a waiting list going for one-to-one clients now. And I wanted to be able to still have an offering for people who really wanted to heal and grow in, and who my message resonated with them. And I felt like the six months, it's like, it kind of felt like, well, you've only got one period of time that you can enroll to work with me. And I, that didn't feel good to me, you know? Um, so, you know, just even, um, thinking like, okay, I'm going to move this to an ongoing monthly thing. And then I can end it anytime I want. I can create my own ending. I can decide to end it anytime I want. And just like noticing what, what the ego was driving me to do, which was like, sell this bigger thing, sell this more expensive thing, sell this thing, you know? Um, and then what, even like soul or whatever you would like to call more ease was guiding me to do, you know, which created, I could feel it in my body. I can feel it even when I talk about it, like just more spaciousness in the offering and more ease. Yeah. Well then that answers part of the question. Like if Mm -hmm. when you are feeling guided by your soul, it feels like ease. Um, this it reminds me so much. Martha Beck talked about this several years ago in a class talking about being the sommelier of your own experience, kind of like a, yes. uh, you know, someone who is a wine connoisseur, an expert in wine. They, it's a very, they're very subtle, uh, flavors and, and enhancements there that they can read or they can taste in the wine. They have a very, um, what's the right word? The palate, palate. To, to do this. Yes. Yes. And yeah, what you're talking about is that very nuanced, it can be very subtle, um, feeling of mm-hmm. ease versus contraction, I guess, or push. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's where, and it, and it can be really subtle. And I think, I think the only way that you can get to that is to offer yourself some stillness. Right. And, and I don't think that that has to be like heading up to a mountain retreat and being alone for five days, because a lot of people have lives where that's not a possibility, right. Where it's like, you've got kids and you have got a partner and you've got, you know, job and whatever, but it can be just like, I'm going to, I'm going to take some quiet time in the shower. Right. Or I'm going to like go for a walk for 10 minutes and intent, like being intentional about like I'm slowing down, which then can, help you to tune into just that little bit of like, okay, if I think about doing it this other way, does that feel like Martha Beck also said, right? Like that shackles on or shackles off, right? Does it feel like freedom? Does it feel like openness or does it feel like that cinching? Does it feel hard? Does it feel difficult? And I feel like at this point of my life, like I understand that, you know, um, entrepreneurship and business ownership or living life that is, you know, a unique path for you is not always going to feel just easeful and full of joy. Like there are going to be things we have to do that we don't like doing, but I think it's like wanting the greater purpose or the greater thing that you're offering to still be like, ah, that brings me ease, you know? Yeah. And, and having you bring up, this is such a, I'm, I'm still figuring out this balance in my life, which is why I'm, I'm wanted to talk about this is that can we, can we trust the ease? Cause we see yeah. so many people out there 
And even, you know, I, I adore Brooke Castillo as a teacher and a mentor, but she talks about taking massive action. And I'm still sitting back with some curiosity around this because then you've got other teachers who talk about only taking inspired action 3% of the time, for example. And I'm thinking, right. can that be right? And so also there's this feeling of I see and I don't want this to happen in my life, but I also, well, let me say the analogy. I Sometimes when I look out in the world, I see people um, trying to pull the plant out of the ground before it's done germinating and growing. Like they want the flower when it's still in seedling form. And so they're going to take all kinds of massive action to get a flower before the flower is actually naturally, organically ready to burst forth. Um, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Um, and I sometimes do that as well, but I am trying to be really honoring of divine right timing. And so mm -hmm. if I see someone who is getting certain, um, certain, uh, you know, cultural accolades of success within a short period of time, then I get really worked up and think, oh gosh, I should be working faster and harder and this should be happening sooner. But I want to sacred success by Barbara Stanley that you just mentioned, mm -hmm. I think, um, does a really beautiful job of of um, allowing the um, or I guess giving me the permission to take the time that it's supposed to take that my soul knows is um, much more right divine timing <laughs> yes. than what my human self knows, if that makes any sense. And so I think that there I'm sitting back now and watching and hoping, trusting that that the unfolding will happen from a soul level, um, even if I'm not taking the big pushing action that my small human self wants me to take, if that makes sense. I don't think I articulated that very well, but yeah, I hope the no, gist I of mean, what I was. I think that that's great because I do think that it's like similar to what you were saying with your own program where, you know, you, you said like the mentor said I was doing it or that, you know, they didn't tell you specifically that you're doing it the wrong way, but it's like, we get a lot of like, uh, different messages on like, okay, you should be taking massive action, take massive steps, go forward, go forward. Right. And then some that are saying like, slow down, slow down. Like we need to like, listen and be inspired. Right. So there's like, yeah. there's so many messages now on even like how to do a simple thing that I think that sometimes we lose our own sense of what feels right for us. Yes. Because I do think we are all designed, you know, different as humans and we're all on a different spiritual journey. Yep. And so for some people, it may be that taking massive action all of the time is the way. Exactly. And for other people, it is that need to slow down. You know, like I think for, you know, for me, I have no problem with the action part in any aspect of my life. Right. It's like I can take action. I don't have a lot of trouble with that. I have trouble slowing down and trusting. Yes. And so I think like okay. that is a major life challenge for me is like the slow down and trust. And, you know, I do believe on some levels that my soul signed up for that ride. You know, yes. I, I heard Tosha Silver say something about like, you, you know, you might believe that you know, you're, you're getting it all wrong. You're not figuring out this life, right? You can't keep up. You can't do all that, but you actually, it might be the case that you're an old ancient soul who's coming into this life to learn how to disconnect from the ego and the doing and to connect with the soul and the being, you know, yes. and that, that is, that is part of what your, your whole thing here is on this planet, you know? And I think yeah. there's just some truth to, you know, what we're, what we're all here for 
four, right? Can yes. So different. I couldn't agree more. And yeah, Tosha has been, um, a, I've really, I've taken a deep dive back into her work. Like I, I've, I've followed her for years and been a part of her community on and off for years, like her uh, forum. Um, and I've really been diving back into her work in a, in an intense way. And yeah, that's, that's, she is all about the divine timing and offering and getting the small human self out of the way so that things that you can't even imagine um, are possible for you when you get your human self out of the way because your soul or the bigger part of you, the universe knows. Like the universe will be like, okay, you want this? I'll give you this. But did you know if you just waited a little while longer or <laughs> yeah. like gotten your mind out of the way that this was possible? Like yes. something even bigger? Yeah. So I want to, I want to leave room for that, but I absolutely agree. Everyone's path is different. Some people may resonate. They're, they're here to be massive action and inspire massive action and others. Maybe we're here to learn something a little bit differently, but, and I, I did want to say also with the if you are out there wondering, well, is my soul guiding me or not? All I can speak is my to is my own experience. But I know the times. I really like the way that Abraham Hicks says it, tapped in, tuned in, turned on. Or, um, uh, gosh, there was another one oh, that I'm not, that's not coming to me. But either way, I know that I'm receiving the divine guidance or I feel that it is that way because I am – inspired to take action. Like my pen has to hit the paper to write that post. My, my ideas are flowing where I have to pull the car over and write them down, or I have to, you know, stop running and, and make little notes on my phone about what's coming through. And, and inevitably those are the posts or the emails that I send out that receive the greatest response, the most feedback. And I've come to learn, I don't live in that space 24, seven, 365. I am not one who is on social media every day, with a post. I'm not someone who sends out a newsletter super religiously. Um, I write when it comes to me. Um, and so I know, you know, whether that works for some people or others, I don't know. But for me, I take the action when I feel inspired. And I trust that that is where my soul is guiding me is to the inspired action, not the kind that is a push or I'm forcing myself to get motivated. Cause usually when I do it from that space, things land with more of a thud. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. I've seen you have great success from that, you know, from taking inspired action. Like it's, I think that it's been neat to watch you in your journey, you know, well, to live out the things you want. We'll see if this works again. This is in real time. So yes. me doing it that way, maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. So we'll just all watch and, um, oh my gosh, it's nine fifty seven. <laughs> yeah. It You're is, like right at time. Time. So I'm not real sure how to close the show today, except to say I am Sunny Joy McMillan, and I was joined by Dr. Alessandra Duke. Yes. Okay. And so this so is our first. So glad to be here. Yes. If you want yeah. to, um, you can find us on the using the Googles. I guess that's how we're going to close it up. Benny, thank you for running the board in Seattle, and thank you, Jeff, here in uh, Petaluma for our first official simulcast. Yes, thank you both. <laughs> thank you. Yes. And this is Sunny in Seattle, and um, I guess we're signing off. <laughs> 